morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You're listening to Cluck, the podcast where Ted Cluck and Josh Loftus talk about the things that make them happy. Because we can. Let's do it. Ted, my man, it is good to see you, and we are here this morning, uh, making making moves, making business moves, yeah. talking talking uh, talking gym shorts, making money moves, sweat stains, getting bags, talking, a couple of bag uh, getters, you and me. Yeah, yeah. It, that's we're getting the bag. Dude. Yeah, that's what we're doing, dude. That's we are getting doing. that bag. Yeah, I have yeah. been hard at work in the in the kind of fashion design portion of my life josh loftus mm. which happens in the margins sadly i'm not a yeah. i'm not a full-time designer yet but very um, ted wears prada yeah well i've been yeah. i've been working with some manufacturers overseas on some cluck podcast basketball shorts dude That's we're going right. to be exploring some nba colorways uh so if you if you ball if you hoop even if you just go to the gym and work out and lift some yeah. weights or if you like wearing shorts yeah which I like, do. Not discriminate, dude. Yeah, I, love I love a love nice shorts. pair of athletic shorts, dude. I, I get dude, home from I get home from work. I take off the work fit. I throw that mm-hmm. nice pair of athletic shorts on, dude. I'm free. I'm moving about. I'm feeling good, feeling yeah, satisfied, and and in some nice NBA colorways with the Cluck logo incorporated. We're gonna have a nice time with these, dude. It's gonna be yeah. real good. So yeah, uh, that, be that'll be coming. That's in the works. Uh, Josh, we've got some video content in the works. Well, here's the thing. We should probably start teasing this. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, we, we've, we've teased it before. We've talked about it before. But it's finally time for us to pull the trigger on it. And we'll be, we'll be announcing, you know, making announcements of this over the next couple apps because it takes a little bit to set up, but, yep. but we're going to actually do it. We are finally, after, oh gosh, two, almost two years couple now. couple years. Yeah, yeah. A couple years. We are going to be pulling the trigger on some Patreon content. Love so, it. you know, I know, you know, all the other podcasts out there they haven't really dipped their toe into Patreon. You know, I know it's a, I know it's a really <laughs> uncharted uh, waters. It's it's uncharted territory. Ted yeah. and I are like, like you know, like uh, Lewis and Clark is what Lewis we are. and Clark. I don't know who would be Lewis and who dude. would be Clark. I'm I'm not sure what they look like. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I picture us actually more like the Lewis and Clark like knockoff with uh with the, the SNL crew. I the, love the, it, dude. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Dude, we're watching um, old SNLs. Who's your favorite SNL character of all time? Oh, f- I mean, Farley. Farley, yeah. Dude, Farley, Farley dude, was I, incredible. He was so, like, it's such a tragic story. It really is. Did you read his... um so funny. Yeah, there's an so oral funny. history of Chris Farley that his brother put together. And oh, it's, yeah. it's really good. And you know how oral histories work. It's just like... Uh, interviews, like real raw yeah. interviews with a whole right. bunch of different people kind of moving through the different eras of that person's life. But yeah, the yeah. Farley oral history is awesome. What a talent. Um, yeah. yeah, just incredible, um, 
comedic talent really fun fun guy to watch i yeah. i've been uh so we're watching through them with maxim we're watching through them in order nice to give him a flavor of like old comedy and old snl so we're um <laughs> yeah we just that got out of the funny. we just ended the mike myers era boy was oh, he talented okay. myers was unbelievable yeah. dude mike myers is funny he too. had like a handful yeah. of iconic characters on uh snl that he really kind of then parlayed mm-hmm. into a movie career but uh yeah, yeah. incredible talents we're having fun with it and, yeah, uh, no that 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 David Spade, uh, Will Ferrell, and Adam Sandler like trio was always it was yeah. always gold. It was always it was because, gold because Farley, you know, if you if you know anything about Farley, made it every every time they were live, mm-hmm. he made it a personal goal to try to get Sandler and Spade to break. Yeah. It's like, yeah. like like it's what he tried to do, and you it's see so him, funny, yeah. you see him like kind of one upping, just himself, dialing it up, yeah, like just, just going trying nuts. to make it mm-hmm. happen, and 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 you see like you see you know you know Sandler kind of like turn his head because he's about to lose it. It's, yeah. it's it's those moments yeah. that make it the funniest for me. Like I the agree. skit can yeah. be whatever, yeah. but if somebody starts breaking, oh yeah, that like I I love it. Yeah, I love it. That was a great era, man. Great great era. So yeah, Josh. But we're anyway, ba- Patreon. Yeah. It's on its way, folks. It we're going to be announcing it very very soon. We're going to be launching it soon. Uh, it's being built right now. We're going to be backlogging some episodes. There's going to be bonus episodes. There's going to be video content. That's right. You're going to get this episode. Yep. Video. Yeah. Which dude. you know what? I'm I'm just saying. Like you think it's you think it's good just listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait yeah. till you see us. Yeah. That's right. It's going to be amazing. That's right. Uh, and uh, so yeah, be on the lookout for that Patreon coming soon. We're going to be getting all that together in the next couple weeks and launching it out for your viewing and listening pleasure. All your ASMR stuff will be on Patreon too. Do the yeah. ASMR stuff. Yeah. Yep. ASMR dad. All it's right. been a it's big hit. Exclusive. Yeah. Home. Been a big hit. Yep. Yep, yep, exactly. We'll get in the lab. We'll knock out some more of that, Josh Loftus. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. We're going to we're gonna make sure it happens. The yeah. ASMR dad will be exclusive. We'll find its exclusive home on the Cluck patron page. Love it. Uh, looking forward to that. So Love that's it. That's going to be a lot of fun. Ted, how's the week been? Has it been, has it been an okay week? Dude, it's been good. Yeah, it's been a good week. Good. It's been better good. than okay. So we, we uh, had a little experience a few days ago. You yes. know as a big guy, Josh. Uh, mm-hmm. there's not a lot for you and me at the thrift store. Okay. The thrift store is kind of no. the purview of the little guy. It's a little guy experience, it is. you know, a little, uh, the little, the little European man, extra small, you know, medium tops, mm-hmm. you know, you're going in there, you're mm-hmm. finding your little fitted, ironic, I don't know, gas station shirt or whatever, but it's not for you and me. Right. But KK has befriended a lady here in town who goes by the moniker of the mother thrifter. Shout out the mother <laughs> thrifter, Jackson, <laughs> Tennessee. Right. She's got a little nice. shop downtown, dude. And okay. I'd met her before because she came out to do some like styling projects and like closet work for KK. But then uh, we went downtown. KK introduced me to the Mother Thrifter shop, and it's it's all for women. But she had a couple things in there for men, dude. I bought them both, okay. and they were both Did beige. Really? Yeah, I'm in a weird beige like stage of my life. So she had a pair of Doc Martin boots that I'd never seen before. Dude, they were creamy, they were beige, buttery soft leather. Um, okay. And then a pair of Clay's LA sneakers, new, never worn, uh, beige, all beige. I bought them both, dude. So, um, Look yeah. at you, man. I know. Look at you. I know. I used to be at odds with the color beige. I thought it was a little boring, but uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm leaning in, dude. I'm kind of enjoying it. 
And uh, that's my thrifting story. It was a great experience. Hit it off right away with the mother thrifter. Lots of ha-has. Very cool yes. lady. Very funny. KK had made her a pistachio cake for her birthday. Oh, dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's. It. I'm looking at. I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the gram right now. Okay. Yeah. And right. and it's. Uh, it is. It is very much. It is. It looks. It looks rather high end. Yeah. Like it. Like like it's not. It's not your. It's not your traditional. I would say goodwill. Yeah. It's not level, goodwill. Level you know. You don't. Life. You're not going in to find a. I don't know a Motley Crue T-shirt or whatever. It's it's right. higher end stuff. But uh, she has a great eye. I think that's what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she kind of does the hard work of going to Goodwill and some of these other places, picking out the gold, you right. know, getting rid so of the I dross. Am, and uh, yeah, they, I am noticing something here. Yeah, go on in in her page, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, and I and I would like to pose possibly a a a, uh, a potential side gig for you. Okay, she has individuals. I don't know if they're friends of hers yeah. or 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 uh, you know or employees. Yeah, uh, modeling certain. Articles of clothing in the store. Yeah. I love where your head's at. Right. Go on. Yeah. Hear me out here, uh-huh. Ted. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think with the relationship that you are already forming with the mother thrifter. Little modeling gig know, for the big guy. Little, Maybe just yeah. a little modeling gig for the big guy. You know what? You know, some modeling for the rest of us. Yeah, dude. Okay. Okay. All it's right. Been- I think... It's been I a, think Big T. I think Big T needs to stand for Big Thrift. Been a been a dream of mine for a long time, Josh, to do some modeling. You know, okay. I'll have to watch Zoolander, uh, yep. kind of pregame for it. But Mother Thrifter, if you're listening, I would uh, I would love to do some modeling. I'd be open to it. She's actually like, mm-hmm. I've got her styling some looks for me, man. So she you met really? me. She kind of got a got a, a sense for my dimensions. I think she's gonna she's gonna do some style work for for Big T. So look at it's this. gonna be fun, man. Making like moves all over the landscape, Josh. I like it. I yeah. like it. You know, it's all about having connections, Ted. You it know, is. It's all yeah. about you know. You need you need your car guy. Yeah. Right. You need your shoe guy. You need your hair guy. Oh. You need you need your thrift guy, or yeah. in this case, your thrift gal. Dude, I got a top notch right. hair guy who's actually Do gal you really? too. Yeah. 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 I've been going to her okay. for years. Uh, her name's Ashley. Uh, over at Bliss Salon, we're giving free shout outs all over the place for the Dude, Jackson. Really area, are, man. Yeah, Look Bliss Salon. Ashley Maxwell does an incredible job. She, uh, she actually, Josh, um, mm-hmm. was of <laughs> was a part of my transition from uh, from oh, from yeah. long hair. I had the long hair for like oh, a decade, yes. okay, and then yeah. I transitioned yeah. to this shorter cut. She wa- she walked me through that uh, mm-hmm. with with care and with love. And uh, I was I was nervous, I was apprehensive, and uh, yeah. she gave me a, a Hall of Fame cut, and uh, we we love yeah. going back there. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember that being a, a time of a time of trepidation for you. It was. Yeah, it was a time yeah. of real struggle for me. It was a yeah. it was a dark night of the soul, but we yeah, uh, we made it through. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm coming up to at least having to make some sort of decision along those lines because mm-hmm. my hair is getting you know, rather long. Yeah, and I'm not quite sure what to do with it. Like I, you yeah. know, the the wife likes it long so yeah. you know cutting you know cutting it off isn't an option right now but do you, you know, trim it do you do the thinking, maintenance like you you care for the split ends and all that stuff see that's the thing man yeah. is like since i started growing it out mm-hmm. like i have taken a, somewhat of a nazarite vow yeah not okay a, not a razor has touched this head a hands-off <laughs> approach i love it it's, yeah. it has been hands-off and i'm starting to think that it's probably time for some maintenance interesting but here's here's the war in my head yeah. right all my life, I've gone to barber shops sure. because I've usually had you know rather short haircuts. Yeah, easy. Right? And I enjoy the barber barbershop scene. 
But yep. because of the length of the hair that I have, yeah, I'm starting to think that I need to maybe maybe start to find something more along the lines of a salon. Yeah. And Ted, I got to be honest with you. Yeah. That that's 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 hard for me to accept. That, well, that's a hard thing for my manhood yeah. to deal with. The king that I am. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what would Eric Hardman uh, Khan say about a, a, a salon pivot say? for you? That would be that would be a lot for him. Well, let yeah. me let me say this: as someone yeah. who's Walk been a part of the salon lifestyle for some years, um, <laughs> yes, dude, yeah. you are gonna love it. Uh, you're gonna enjoy really? it. Yeah, it's nice. I would say everything that that the barbershop delivers. The salon will also deliver in terms of conversation and fun mm-hmm. and kind of warmth, mm-hmm. welcoming. Um, you know, you're gonna I want to be pampered, Ted. Well, you're gonna be pampered, dude. You might you okay. might get to sit under that little uh, like beehive thing that the ladies in the 1950s. <laughs> I get to sit under yeah. that. Like I get yeah. to do that from yeah. time to time. I get to have that experience, and it's really nice, okay. man. Yeah, okay. so I get to sit there and read my my good housekeeping or my my. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Better yeah. home and gardens. Better, better homes and gardens, and uh, get yep. do a little light gossip. You know, get a little hot oh, goss in dude, with the ladies. Dude, dude that's the a hot nice gossip time. Where it's at. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm a I'm yeah. a big salon guy. I love it. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I might have to start start looking looking that way because yeah. I don't know if I would. You know, you know most most barbers again like they know what they're doing, but yeah. I kind of you know I'm I'm of the mindset that I want to go to the person that specializes in the thing that I'm looking for. You got you know to have I'm saying? it. Yeah. You got to have it for so sure. So I want to go with someone who specializes with hair. That's a little longer. hundred percent. Right? And most barbershops, most of them uh, don't, you know, it's, it's usually shorter, shorter hair. That's right. So, yeah. So I don't know, man. I, Good I'll, luck I'll with have that, to maybe, man. Let us know how yeah, that goes. Yeah, you know, like I, I have put it off. I've sure. put it off because I just and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work up the work up the courage to step into the salon and. Well, keep us like, posted. That hey. uh, that's an interesting pivot for you. I want to I want to be kept abreast of how it goes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a pivot that I'll be able to tell none of my family. Yeah. Uh, whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? You'll get you'll get. Um, Oh, I'll get man shamed. Oh, you will. Sure. Fascinating, oh, dude. Hundred percent. Huh? So you got yeah, that kind absolutely. of family where they're gonna they're gonna look askance at a at a salon visit from you. They're, well, well, here's here's where the here's where the dots will connect. What okay. do they do? What do they just lay their hair on like a tree stump and like chop it off with an axe? These people. What <laughs> are mean, they doing? I mean, well, yeah. no, no, they are. You know, most of my most of my family mm-hmm. is of the belief that that you know if if a man if a man has longer hair, yeah. That that it's a it is it's it, it's a disgrace. Yeah, you know they they take the they well, take the the Pauline approach. Clay Matthews right? Jr. begs yeah. to differ, but <laughs> I rest my Jr. case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, Clay Matthews was a man. Oh my dude. gosh, dude, what a stud. Dude, yeah. I miss Clay. Ma- What's he doing now besides voicing Home Depot commercials? Do you know? Probably lots of anabolic steroids. I have no idea what he's doing. He's just jacked. He's like, finally, I don't have weekly testing. I don't know what he's doing, but I I, I dare say his forehead's getting even bigger. (laughs) You're going to see him next, and he's just going to be a giant forehead with like arms and legs. Absolutely jacked, dude. Okay, so speaking of absolutely jacked individuals, okay, I sent you the trailer for the new Roadhouse with Jake Gyllenhaal. Did you did you watch that trailer at all? Yeah, that's crazy, dude. He's he's just a freak show, dude. He's huge. Yeah, he's huge. Uh And then and then the 
the guy that they got for the villain <laughs> is Connor McGregor, yeah. the the famous UFC fighter. Which I wanted your opinion on this. I love because it, dude. He, yeah, because here he, here's the thing, right? Yeah. I think like there was there was very minimal dialogue shown in the trailer from Connor. Yeah, and I believe it's I I think it's gonna be hot garbage on his end. Oh sure, yeah, I fully expect it to be. But okay, so let's um. I get to be a professor here for a minute. Let's yes, let's put please, the professor. Uh, let's put the tweed jacket and the elbow patches and that's right. Fire up but the pipe keep, and keep the shorts on though because yeah, yeah, you're, we'll you're a man the of the people. Yeah, yeah. So in the '90s, when you would have these one-off, like 90-minute kind of crappily fun action movies like Roadhouse, yes, you never expected any acting ability from the bad guy. The bad guy was there to be menacing. He was there to swagger around. He was there to fire off like a mean one-liner or two. Yeah. But that's that's about all you were getting. You weren't looking for like an Oscar performance. Really, uh, Alan Rickman and Die Hard kind of elevated the the bad guy and kind of set that bar real high to where you were expecting an okay. acting performance from a bad guy. But yeah, dude, by and large, you weren't getting it. So I think Conor McGregor... Mm-hmm. Personally, I think he's a wildly charismatic individual. I enjoyed his documentary. Oh, yeah. uh, it was the reason I got connected with Green Hill Boxing in the first place. So I'm excited to see McGregor. It's weird to me that Gyllenhaal has pivoted into being a jacked guy. And he's kind of wanted yeah. to do this for a long time. He did that boxing movie like a decade ago. Um, and I, wa- I watched oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Southpaw. Yeah, Southpaw he did. That yeah. was super dark, but he was really big and jacked in that, and he's just kind of stayed that way. So, yeah, it's strange. I think part of the appeal of the original Roadhouse starring Patrick Swayze was that he wasn't jacked. You know what I mean? He yeah. was just kind of a mulleted dirtbag, the likes of which you would find in any Roadhouse kind of anywhere in America, and I think that was the appeal. Right. But, but. It'll be interesting to see what kind of interpretation Gyllenhaal puts on that very important role, you know, yeah. uh, part of the American film canon, you know, to get a to get a Roadhouse remake. Yeah, we were, yeah it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Yeah. But I think, you know, just seeing Conor McGregor, because for the longest time I would see pictures of him. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm just like, man, he is getting huge yeah what is going on like the yeah. dude's neck is massive and i'm like <laughs> he, there's no way there's no way he's bulking up for a fight because yeah. he's obviously roiding sure and i had no clue what was going on and then i saw him in the trailer i'm like oh he was getting in hollywood shape yeah that, like oh, that for sure that that's what was happening the hollywood shape is yeah. roid shape dude yeah dude it really is yeah. man it really is so that that kind of begged the question yeah like for you i'm gonna put you on the spot here with this with this question sure. so who to you are some of the best athletes that became actors? All right, um, uh, or or, or I mean, we can even we can even back that up because yeah. that that really is it's it's a lot wider of a road than I think a lot of people think. Yeah, it's a wide road for sure. Right, and um, and are are you are you in on that road? I guess for, for yeah, that's, that's kind of the first question. You, you have I these athletes; they're yeah. kind of at the end of their career. You can become a sports commentator, or you can become yeah, yeah, a, yeah. A, an actor. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, no, I'm in, man. I, I think. Well, the great Carl Weathers, who just passed away, uh, yeah, rest R. in R. peace, Carl, Carl Weathers, Weathers yeah. um, was a linebacker for the Oakland Raiders before he was an actor. He played two years with the Raiders. Tremendous physique, tremendous athlete. Uh, had that kind of athlete swagger and charisma that you look for. 
and really though became a bit of a craftsman in terms of being an actor you know he really he took it further than I think most people take it you know Mm -hmm. and and most Mm -hmm. athlete actors they show up they kind of mumble through some uninspired lines and that's the end of it but uh yeah weathers really embraced it he had a great physicality a great charisma that came across he was a tremendous foil for stallone's rocky balboa you know he was the perfect kind of foil on on screen and just did so much with that part and and became a part of kind of the 80s 90s conversation i mean he was a part of my generation's childhood in a huge way so i think it's it's got to be carl weathers for me um, yeah. I had an interesting experience with another athlete turned actor. Oh, um, tell me, tell me. Well, in the in the NBA game that I went to recently, um, Boban Marjanovic. Are you familiar with this person? I'm gonna Google him right now. I'm yeah, Boban. He's gigantic. I think he's uh, of of some kind of Eastern European descent, and he he's probably seven feet six inches tall, and so he's a big guy, very memorable. Oh look. yeah, 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 yeah. And, and for years, for like a decade, he's been the 12th guy on like a whole bunch of NBA rosters. And he never gets into the games, right? But he's made a bit of a name for himself as a bit part actor in Hollywood. Most okay. notably, he's the guy in John Wick 2, I believe, who gets killed in the library with a, with a book, with a volume of, of something. So oh, really? Yeah, they're in that library, and the contract hits for John Wick... Maybe it's the first John Wick. I don't remember. It's one of them. It's not the first one. I think it's the second one or the third one. But I'm Google it right now. He's in that library. The contract hits. Everybody checks their phone, and then Boban goes to kill John Wick, and John Wick kills him with a with a, a book, like a oh, book to yeah. the throat. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, yeah. I see it right here. That's awesome. So that's a fun one. That's a fun no, athlete that's so turned cool. actor. That's so cool. Uh, what are some others, dude? Dude, oh, the John Wick films, dude. I'm sorry, I'm pivoting. All no, they're over great. The place, yeah. They're such great films. Yeah, man. They're, they're a lot such, of fun. They're just they're just classic good action movies yeah. without yeah like any agenda without yes. any anything being preached to you. It's just oh man, it's just fun. You miss that, don't you? I really do, man. Yeah, I really do. Like, like real talk. Like I yeah. miss the days where. I could watch a movie without feeling like it was a social sermon. Dude, could we do two movie things quickly? Please. Yeah. One I'm a, and I'm on movies. One great experience and one bad one. So the great experience was I watched this movie called The Holdovers with Paul Giamatti. It's on Peacock okay. right now and it's new. It's brand new as of a few weeks. And okay. he plays it it's set in nineteen seventy one. And in fact, it's filmed and edited to look like it's 1971. So oh, like grainy film stock, like all old school graphics for like the title card and everything else. Yeah. So it's a, like yeah. a, a fully immersive 1970s experience. And you're in a New England boys boarding school, which you know I'm in on all New England boys boarding oh, school Captain movies. Yeah, there's yeah. something, there's something yeah. about that formula that really works. Yeah. And so Giamatti plays this, of course – burned out disaffected school teacher because if you're middle-aged you're of course burned out and disaffected That's right. but uh <laughs> the whole setup for the thing is he has to stay over for christmas break because there are a few students oh. who have nowhere to go and of course he befriends one of these students who's like a ne'er-do-well you know teenage menace and they kind of befriend one another they need one another and yeah. um it was a really quiet kind of dialogue driven one-off 
movie, the likes of which we don't get much anymore. And I love it. I really love the holdovers. It's a character study. I think you're going to enjoy it. Okay. Um, okay. It has some of the New England boarding school stuff that we love and some of the character stuff. And yeah, just I a really good I love Paul movie. Giamatti too. I man. do too. He is such a talented guy. Yeah. Um, kind of playing an ugly, awkward dude in this one and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. doing it very well. So yeah. that was the first yeah. experience. The second okay. one, KK, try, KK and I tried to watch this last night. Oh, no. um, it's the new Martin Scorsese Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay, so yes, I had questions. I was going to ask if you had seen this, yeah, because I have not yet. Yeah, and and yes, so good. This was a this was a topic I was going to ask you about. I got thirty minutes in. It was cheeks. It was horrendous, and I bailed. Are you serious? Which is a slightly controversial take because I know that our mutual friend Zach loved it, and I didn't though. I haven't loved the Scorsese thing in years, like. I thought really? The Irishman was no good. I thought this was no good. Um, what didn't you like about The Irishman? Was it just was uh, it just like was it intentionally like too long and boring for you? It was intentionally too long and boring. And you know me, I can do long and boring, but oh I, for sure, yeah. I've got to care about the characters, and I just didn't. You and didn't care about so, so with The Irishman, it was that, and it was the weird CGI thing. It was the like Polar Express weird. They were experimenting with making De Niro look young. Kind of oh, via technology. The Irishman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I just, I felt like I was watching a video game, and I, I didn't enjoy that. Okay. Um, so I was okay. out on it, but... But, but yeah, yeah this, this new one, though, what's wrong with it? Well, kind of same thing. There's, there's like, 30 minutes of foreplay and just messing around at the front, and I'm like, I don't care about anyone yet, and I'm a half hour into the movie. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, well, with a Scorsese film, you're only you know, if you're a half hour in, you're barely in. Yeah, but remember, <laughs> remember how hot Goodfellas started. Oh, 100 percent. Goodfellas yeah, started 100%. with some heat, man, and you were in on that character immediately, dude. And it was and it was taking you from scene to scene, and you were in. Yeah, this one it just meandered, it wandered around. It's like trying to say some stuff societally, maybe, but I don't know. I was just bored. You were um, out. I was out. So I think <laughs> I think sometimes these directors. They hit that like Hall of Fame status, and they're not editing the movie anymore. And I, I know some film guy is going to well actually me and be like, well, Scorsese doesn't edit his movies anyway. It's so-and-so. And it, it, that technically is true. But, well, but, but, but he does have creative say. That's so, right. So, yeah, and, that's and, right. And, and I, so my, my thought on this, because I, I, I saw The Irishman. Mm-hmm. I have not seen The Flower Moon. I yeah. probably won't. It didn't look that interesting to me. It sucks. Um, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, but what I think is going on because I have noticed that too. Like, if you compare old Scorsese to modern Scorsese, it's very yeah. different. Yeah. Right? Scorsese back in like two thousand and gosh, what was it, two thousand and seventeen or eighteen or something like that, kind of made headlines because he basically came out and completely trashed like all the superhero films. Yeah, good for him. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like just 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 took a dump all over yeah, yeah. Him, right talk about how it's not cinema yeah. like this is it's cheap uh, like yeah. like fanfare you know all this stuff and got obviously roasted for it because yeah, everyone sure. loves the avengers right yeah but what i think he's doing mm-hmm. is i think he is in an attempt to not be that yeah swinging the pendulum a little too far and it's like okay if you like the big flashy avengers movies i'm gonna make the literal antithesis of it yeah, and it's going to be three hours of dialogue that 
and and I think perhaps in order, you know, in in an attempt to make good art, yeah, I think maybe he's maybe trying too hard. Well, <laughs> if, if that makes sense, I don't. I don't hate that as a motivation for him. You know, and no, no, no. I don't either. I don't. You, either. you would have to be kind of a Hall of Famer like Scorsese to get away with trying that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because you know, you know this. Yeah. If you're Martin Scorsese and you put out a picture, all film guys or even wannabe film guys and sort of like armchair intellectuals, mm-hmm. like everybody's going to be scared to say it sucks because right. you don't want to be the guy like who looks like you're too dumb for the Martin Scorsese movie or whatever. Right. Um, right. So everybody's going to defend it kind of uh, reflexively, as it were. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And, and it kind of begs the question what is cinema, right? And mm, sure. I think yeah. there are multiple answers and they're probably all fine. Um, at the end of the day, it's entertainment and we have agency and we can choose to engage there or not engage. Um, but yeah, it's just not something I've enjoyed lately from Scorsese. And he kind of, I think this era of his career started with a movie called Silence. Do you remember Silence? It has some like religious connotations and oh, it's a real yeah, 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 yeah. It's a real goatee stroker. Like like if you're a philosophy right. prof at a Christian college, you are you're loving it. You're all over Silence because it says some yeah. things. And uh, you know, I was bored to death with that too. It, <laughs> that wasn't a movie there, to me. You know, are there are there any directors out there right now, Ted, that you are in on what they're doing? Oh yeah, I mean the. Oh gosh, you're putting me on the spot with names and I stuff. Am, but, I am. Um, I am. Or, 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 or perhaps this. Here, here, here. This might be easier. What's the last movie that you can recall where you're like, that was a great movie. I really enjoyed that. Well, the holdovers. Like, I really, really enjoyed the holdovers. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, and I'm. We're into like auteurish stuff here, like directors with names. So the 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 last Paul Thomas Anderson thing, the last mm-hmm. PTA thing was a movie called Licorice Pizza. Um, oh, starring Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, that was a lot oh, like the holdovers, wow. dude. It was very seventies and kind of slow and kind of yeah. homagey to the past. I enjoyed that a lot. So, Licorice yeah. Pizza, the holdovers. I'm I'm trying to stay just in the movie realm here because we've been doing a lot of TV rather than movies. But uh, yeah, those are two okay. right. with yeah. kind of big auteurish directors. Now I'm out on Wes yeah. Anderson. Uh, I used to be a You're big West guy. Him. Yeah, yeah. His last like three or four movies haven't done anything for me. In fact, really? I've turned him off. I turned off um, Asteroid City. I thought was garbage. Okay. Um, in the French Dispatch, I didn't like either. So uh, yeah, I think the where, West, the West thing is over for me. Where are you on Guy Ritchie? This was a question I threw over to you last week. Yeah. Um, I would say that I'm. I was out on like early two thousands Guy Ritchie. Um, I just didn't enjoy his movies. It was like, hey, here's some gross out United Kingdom stuff or some guy like retching into a toilet and then some quick cuts and somebody getting killed, you know, right, right. It was like a two hour music video. So I wasn't initially in on Guy Ritchie, but the last thing I saw by him, I really enjoyed. So I'm keeping an open mind there. So um, he's got he's got a new a new film coming out called mm -hmm. the the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Okay. Yeah. Where it's cool based title. on a true it's based on a true story out of World War Two. OK. All right. And it is if you watch the trailer, I think I sent it over to you. Yeah. Um, it is. It, it's got a great cast, which I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in on the cast. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it's very inglorious bastards esque. Ooh, I love that. Just just 
with a Guy Ritchie flair. Okay. So, you know, I would say Quentin Quentin is very, you know, in you know, Tarantino's I would say almost subtle in his in his non-subtlety in that yeah, yeah. you know it's his film, but it's never it's never massive extreme in terms yeah. of in terms of like, you know, the acting or the scenario or something like that. Guy Ritchie, you know, something that I actually like about his is that it's always like everything's either at a two or yeah. it's at a or he t- cranks it to eleven. I'll say right? this: of all the Tarantino knockoff guys, yeah, Guy Ritchie has done the best. Like he's lasted the longest and that. done the best because he was in that, that like kind of first wave of oh he's trying to be Tarantino and and uh, he actually right. hung around. He did well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this new film, The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare, it looks really fun. It yeah. looks like a fun movie. I'll see it. Yeah, um, I'll probably and, see it. Uh, I'm probably going to try to see it in theaters because it just it looks really interesting. Nice, um, dude. Yeah, but I anyway, yeah. All right, Ted. Well, good good movie talk, man. I always yeah, love talking. It was nice movie talk. It's, yeah. it's a lot of it's a I lot of fun. It. It's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. So we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go record another one for our peeps here. Yeah. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a two for one Saturday. Yeah, a little two for and, one Saturday. Uh, I love little it. Little two for one and. Uh, um yeah so people we thank you for listening if you guys have uh, interesting questions or comments about film cinema music things like that you know what to do head on over to our dms our direct messages if you will and uh shoot us uh, a question shoot us a comment that you would like us to tackle on ask coach clock because we love talking about what you want us to talk about all right, keep in mind, Patreon coming soon. Prepare your wallets. Prepare your debit cards. Prepare, prepare your hearts and minds. Prepare yeah. your PayPals and hearts and minds Dude, for the sit, glory that will be the Cluck Patreon. Sit your spouse down and yes. say, oh, here we, go. Yeah. we need to talk finances. Yes. And they're going to grimace a little bit, but you're going to be like, no, not like that. Not, not bad. Right. I would like to this make a purchase. Joyful. Yeah, yeah, it's joyful. Yeah. I'd like to make a purchase. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a small purchase, but it's going to deliver small a lot monthly purchase. of value. Yeah, so you're going to go yeah. small monthly. You're going to find some room in the budget for the athletic shorts because those are going to be beauties. Just a small subscription. Yeah, yeah. A small subscription. That's yeah, that's all you need, dude. That's what if need. we offered a package in here? Man, the business guy in me is just—I'm going a thousand Talk miles an hour right now. What if we offered like a slightly larger subscription price, but they just got all the merch drops? Like it just comes with all the merch drops, so oh. you don't even have to order the shorts. So we have, so we have two levels. We have two levels. Saying. We have like a normal Patreon. You get the episodes, yeah. the video, and stuff. But we get like, you know, merch, merch level, like God tier Patreon, where like, mm. whenever we drop a new product, it's just coming your way. They just get it for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just say we send it over. You know, yeah. dude, I like the way you're thinking, Ted. Josh, I'm it's not something to think lie. about. You can't see it in my office right now, but I've got like a business guy wing where I've got like lots of Mm -hmm. glass walls where I just write like flow charts and and, good, you know, I, I, I wear like a quarter zip and I'm very boyish. You know, yes. in my yeah, in my exactly. business ideas, exactly. Then I write about them on tennis ball. You got a tennis ball. You're just throwing up against. The I got wall a tennis ball. I'm throwing up against the wall. And then yeah. I write about it on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, here's a video of a panther rescuing a baby off a cliff face in <laughs> India, and yes. here's how it pertains to my business. Don't give up, entrepreneurs. You know, freaking LinkedIn, dude. It's the only social media I'm on. I hate that too. 
Anyway. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's a story. Oh, man. Look at you. You're burnt out on LinkedIn. You are the (laughs) only one that I can, that I know that could get burnt out on LinkedIn. I would be burned out. (laughs) Well, there's various kinds of LinkedIn. There's like, well, we can get into this in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that. Yeah. We'll do the LinkedIn app next next time. Talk some LinkedIn. Uh, Oh, my gosh. That sounds amazing. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, follow us at Cluckcast on all the socials. We appreciate you guys. We'll catch you on the next episode of Cluck later.